This is Big Man Tyrone, and you're about to watch the MTG Cabal cast with your hosts, Wode, Thirsty, and Reptar. Sub to us on all your podcast networks at MTG Cabal cast and YouTube. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to the newest episode of the Cabal cast. As always, you got me and Reptar here holding it down for us. Going to keep it kind of brief again today. It's not really a slow news week. There's some pretty big news, especially from a financial perspective here. Yep. We've got the TCG player updates that hit last week with the fee structures, processing, cart minimum, stuff like that. Uh, and actually, I, we were delayed because I was at Grand Prix Memphis, or GP Jackhammer, <laughs> as some of you may know it by. Uh, thankfully, by being delayed, we were able to cover the MSRP change mm -hmm. that was announced today to the price of boxes. And then, of course, we'll close out with our picks for the week. So, let's get rolling. Yeah, uh, so, we wanted to start out with the TCG player change because this is the biggest uh, announcement that we've had uh, in the last week. And uh, f for me, I know there's a change to direct sellers, which I am not, I was not. The, the big change for me is what was uh, done to the fee structure and the change on the shipping. So, you no longer need to make a minimum order from a single account of $2. You can buy that five cent common that you need from ABU Games because they list everything. And then just tack on 78 cent shipping and you know, you're good with your one card. So what we have now is a fee structure that is in the end 12.75% plus 30 cents, which doesn't sound like a lot, but what it actually makes difficult is selling those low end cards. So before, the difficult part was trying to up your seller level from one to four by way of selling cards somewhere in the five to ten dollar range with zero reputation. By doing that you ensure that you're actually going to make money and kind of hold off the fact that somebody would just steamroll your store unless you were just listing like standards greatest hits. Now with this fee structure, if somebody were to just come through and buy a quarter, a card worth a quarter, so whatever that is on your site, if they don't add, uh, let's say, an additional $4.75, they just take that $0.78 cent shipping option. Now you're left with a sale that is worth $1.03. And from that, after that 12.75% plus $0.30 cent fee, you're going to make $0.60 cents minus your stamp, which is about $0.55, cents, which means you have now made a $0.05 cent sale. $0.05 cent profit on that sale. Yeah. <clears throat> Assuming no cost of goods. Correct. On the card itself. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, four and two-thirds cents, assuming it's bulk. Exactly. So this doesn't really encourage a lot of people to start loading up those rares that are under $2. This actually raises the bar a bit if you want to start seeing profit from your TCG player store. So if you're just starting out, you can actually expect to make nothing or even take a loss because of this, unless you're doing... Uh, what I did, which was to try and jumpstart my store and almost got wiped out by two or three people buying my Hymn to Turox and, like, lightning bolts. So I was like, F it, we'll just juice this store. No rep, who cares about a lightning bolt? They're going to get a great near-mint revised bolt. And then One way or another. Yeah, and then a dude bought, like, all 12 of my Hymn to Turox. I was like, ah, there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, much for that. Yeah, that crapped on it. And... Uh, oh. oh, go ahead. So this, this definitely changes the game from a seller standpoint, especially somebody who's just trying to get their feet wet. 
people who are already competing, large shops, uh, and I mentioned ABU Games specifically, I wanted to call that out because they do list everything on like Channel Fireball or uh, Pink Bunny Games or uh, not Fusion. There's another site that I'm thinking of that's similar. Strike Zone? Uh, maybe. maybe. It's another one I buy from every now and again. Uh, yeah. Mom's Basement Cards. Uh, they're basically GP grinders that only do TCG player stuff. Yeah. You know, those guys, their floor is actually pretty high because they understand that in the old fee structure, if you didn't make a $2 sale, you were actually going to zero out or lose. Now yeah. that floor is raised. Yeah. And that's very difficult. I, I think the big thing here, too, is that a lot of people who... The other thing to appreciate is that when you sell a card for less than $2 on TCG, so if you sell something for, you know, 25 cents, mm -hmm. no matter what, that time costs you something. And it's something that I think a lot of times grinders, like first starting out, don't really appreciate because they don't have overhead. They're not necessarily paying rent on an extra building besides their apartment or something, and they're not recognizing, you know, <clears throat> you may go to an event and grind for five to six hours, come back with uh, $1,000 up on your inventory. So you list that $1,000. Now, you may spend a total of $7, seven hours doing that from the time you get to the event to the time you leave to the time you list. Well, that $1,000 has the cost of goods and the cost of your time on it. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, this kind of forces people to put a value on their time and to have those minimums. doesn't mean they're going to, by any means. Uh, you know, my, my big thing is, you know, I, especially in sick deals, I've noticed that there seem to be people that don't place a value on their time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really common and it's really unfortunate because I you can't get it back, guys. Once once that time's gone, it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, that's and why they banned top in like yeah, it's, it just sorry. stole years of people's lives. Yeah, when you sorry, Joe Lawson. No, no more free wins. Uh, ouch. <laughs> but I I think this is from a seller's perspective. It's also kind of good because the aggregate fees. Uh, drop by about 4.75%, mm -hmm. um, especially especially for direct, which is a seller, they change the way your RI replacement fee works, which was good. We don't really have to touch on that, but for those of you that are direct, read the full announcement because there are relevant changes in there for you. Yep. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on is there's some people who are like, oh, this is worse for sellers, this is t or for buyers, this is terrible. I don't think this is bad for buyers. I don't, I don't think so either. I hate when all I want is like, I don't know, a cycle of life from Mirage because I want some garbage reserve list card. Yep. Because I'm like, oh, I have $3 in kickback credit. I'm going to blow it on something it? that is worthless. Yep. And it's, you know, 18 cents or something. Oh, 20 cents is LP low right now. I just want to spend my two to three dollars on that, Kickbacks, you know. Yeah. Like, can I just do that? Well, now, now I can. And the the other thing is, you know, when when you're doing a buyout, when buyouts happen, when you look at uh, what's one that's going on now, I think Foil Eye of Nowhere. Yep. I had uh, seen mentioned somewhere before was one that was like actively happening now. Uh, so you go Anvil. to Foil. Oh Semblance yeah, Anvil. Yeah, Semblance Anvil. Tectonic um, break, yeah. But so you go to Foil Eye of Nowhere right now. 
there are currently, looks like active listings, 12. Okay. None of them are above $2. So anyone, and this is, I'm not condoning, condemning anything. People do buyouts, that's what happens. Whoever is buying this out can't do anything about this because they have to go in and fill out a two or a dollar and 31 cents from shop Acadian yep. to get this last moderately played foil out of here. Well, when you're doing that, you don't care. You're just like, Oh, this card's too cheap. I don't care if it has $20 shipping. I'm going to buy this beta shatter for $5. Mm -hmm. It's too cheap. And I think that's good because there's a lot of times, you know, in standard, you're trying to fill out a deck and all you need is Rakdos Guildgate. Well, I can just get Rakdos Guildgate now, and sure, I'm going to pay an extra 78 cents. But, I mean, I didn't have to go anywhere for it. And I think that the place that benefits from this most is your LGS that's selling excess commons and uncommons online because it gives them an out. Ironically, TCG player being great for the LGS. Yeah. Not not something that I would have thought, but yeah. you know, if if Wizards isn't going to do it, someone has to. Someone right? has to. Yep. So there we are. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's I I think it's good for a buyer's perspective. A seller's, I agree. Starting out especially, it's not great. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it it makes it hard to really get bulk moving. And I think you know the tried and true wisdom is when you're trying to get started out, you buy bulk. Mm -hmm. Because you buy it for three to five dollars a thousand, and if you're lucky, you can crank out ten to fifteen dollars out of each K. Yeah, which isn't bad. No, so I think there's also another level to this, and it's not the person who's an active uh, trader or, or grinder, and it's just the person who just plays FNMs or pre-release events, uh, win a box events, and now they can just get rid of those cards at some level of profit. It's not, you know, yeah. infinite profit because, you know, you, the time is spent. Yeah. It's not zero time times, you know, the the, the, the profit on this. Yeah. Your time was still spent playing the game, but what you got back out of it was enjoyment. You won, and now you can do something else with these cards. And it gives them uh, an easy out to get rid of a lot of those individual singles. Like, you crack a box, and you want to get rid of some low-hanging fruit. Let's say, because I've got Crackling yeah. Drake up now you know you open two crackling drakes in your box well you could get rid of them both maybe for two dollars total but if you just wanted to be out of them immediately you're going to hit, have to list list those bad boys for under a dollar yeah and which means you're also competing yeah 95 cents for light played shipping included you can't beat that in the old system you you won't make that sale as a brand new tcg player seller but with no. zero rep, you go like let's say ninety three cents, ninety two cents, and you want to, you're fine only making twenty or thirty cents profit, whatever the fee structure is after you sell those drakes. That's yeah. fine, you know. It's money you literally didn't have before. Probably should have just sold the box sealed on TCG Player, but that's neither here nor there. Some people like gambling. Eh, it, scratch your tickets are fine. Yeah, you know, if you're playing <laughs> standard and you're winning boxes of standard, chances are you probably still need cards for standard. So yeah, it, it makes sense. And I assume this is going to work out just as well for people who win like midnight pre-releases or anything specifically on that weekend. 
because you can just get stuff up and move it even faster. You don't have yeah. to worry about hitting something big, like a big ticket mythic. You can just get out of some of your low-end stuff. Let, let some speculators or people who think the card's great for whatever reason move in on it then and, and take you know, your, your small percentage and let them deal with the card later. Wilderness Reclamation at a quarter, something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, you know, Wilderness Reclam <laughs> it, Wilderness Reclamation is an outstanding card that was extremely hard to actually buy in mass prior yeah. to this changeover. But and I mean, even if when it was a quarter, mm -hmm. you would spend an extra seventy-eight cents on it to get it from one seller. You're still ahead right now. It's what, like two to three bucks? Uh, dollar forty-two. Yeah. Uh, is the 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 only person sorry the lowest price for four or more? Okay, yeah. that's actually how I just learned to filter TCG player when I whenever I was shopping, like yeah, especially for standard stuff. Yep, like, just trying to get four or more because yeah. it's it's easier for cheap standard stuff to just get four or more, even if you only need one. Yeah, you have to go four or more, and the thing is, the people with four or more under the old structure <laughs> could charge more. Mm -hmm. Because that was how people shopped. So you can have a card that TCG Low was like 50 cents. Well, if I'm the only guy that has four or more, I can charge 90 cents knowing that uh, I'll just get it to fill out the cart because he actually yeah. has two, but I have to get three. It so. allowed some weird gaming of the system. Yeah. Like you can well. pick up uh, what we affectionately call the button on Amazon, which is... Uh, the direct spotlight on the the card page itself and if you're looking at a larger listing page like if you're searching for a lightning bolt for instance and you just have that giant list and you are uh, you're the direct seller on that list like with Amazon yeah. you're more likely to sell your wares but to get there it's not just like how often are people buying from you how often do people shop your store it's some combination of like updating your inventory pricing updating your inventory totals shipping cost adjustments etc and you could game that button as yeah. uh, as a way to make sales and push prices down sometimes. Yeah. You know, there, there's a <clears> lot <throat> of fallout that I think just works in the buyer's favor overall. Yeah. I, I think, again, there's no downside for a buyer. Uh, as a seller, though, you're right. I think, especially starting out, it's not great. Ooh. You know, obviously, as Channel Fireball, I, I mean, they don't care anyways. But you look at uh, Packfresh. Yeah. They're one of the other big TCG sellers that always has a million of every card. Well, that's fine by them now because they can just sell everything. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You know, ARG is another one that probably thinks this is great or uh, Card Monster. When yeah. they're not at a Star City, they put all of their chaff on TCG and it moves. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to move even more because I just need this awful random comment i need a great oak guardian or something for a dollar fifty gimme yeah one light the stage or something you know yeah it's there and it's easy and it's convenient i'm kind of curious what happens in this new system once crystal commerce goes down and we have one of those days where all the linkedin <laughs> sellers like channel fireball just kind of disappear from yeah. the system and i wonder what happens on those days to minimum order pricing and pricing of and uh, cart size in regards to uh, quantity of cards. But uh, I guess we'll find out. We're overdue yeah. for another good Crystal Commerce crash. <laughs> it, it actually has been quite a while. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Since the last one, so I, you know, we'll we'll see it soon. I'm sure. Yeah, there's Great product though. Yeah, the speculation swirled years ago that somebody was going to buy it out just to own it and do a better job, and I don't think that's happened yet. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it. Think it will no. at this point. Not not that they don't need to sell. I just don't think they will. Meh. Oh, not at all. All right. Yeah. So, the next announcement that there is no more MSRP starting uh, on. They just said. Uh, War of the Spark. Specialty sets. Yeah, starting at War of the Spark. Yeah. Uh, ah. I'm just looking to see if they say on anything in particular, and I don't think they do. No, it's just starting with War of the Spike. Our yep. products no, or War of the Spark. <laughs> Sorry, no, no more of our products have MSRP. Yep. So no more specialty products with MSRP. When when they inevitably roll out another FTV and it's outstanding, and the going price is a hundred dollars on TCG Play, you can expect to pay that at your LGS now. Yep. Sure can. Great. Uh, I mean, this, it's good and bad. Thing is, there were still a few stores, and I made it a point to shop them, even if it wasn't for the product. There's one store in particular here mm-hmm. that always charged MSRP for From the Vaults, if yep. you pre-ordered it or anything. Uh, even when I wasn't getting a From the Vault, I tried to shop at that store as much as possible, because it was a store that, you know, we care about the community. Yes. Obviously, they can still sell for that, or whatever it would have been on the product. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, the big change here is, and this is something I've seen a lot of discussion on, well, you know, boxes aren't $144 each anyways. Well, if you do the math, 36 times 4 is 144 Yes. Which is the cost of a pack. So, you know, obviously, being an unregulated market, the market's going to try to keep prices down on packs. Uh, the big problem is there's some areas, you know, you may only have one LGS for a 20 to 30 mile radius. What's to stop them from charging five, six, seven dollars? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, people will stop going to that store. Uh, no, they won't. No, they won't. They, they won't stop. Um, and I don't think, you know, price gouging is going to happen. I, you know, courtesy of TCG, we have a ceiling, more yeah. or less. The only place that doesn't apply is booster packs. Nobody buys booster packs on TCG. They buy sealed boxes and sealed product, but not packs. It's... Hmm. I, I think the, you know, the excuse of, well, we want to confirm to our global player base. That, why? Like, that, that doesn't count. Hasbro releases products all over the world. And... They don't have a problem having MSRP. The big thing that I hope this is for, and I genuinely do, especially with what they've done with Amazon and, you know, FBA directly through Wizards kind of taking a giant dump on the LGS, is I hope that they have, they put a price fixing agreement into place here. Oh, like they say, yeah. Yeah. Like they say, look, if you want to carry this stuff, this is what you're going to charge. Mm -hmm. This is it. And I think that that would honestly fix a lot of the problems that people have had with, you know, the Masters product and yeah. stuff, where you go to your LGS on release and they're charging 400 450 for it. And you're like, well, that feels bad. Well, I mean, there was a store here uh, who they ordered Uma 
They pre-ordered some of it. Guy showed up on pre-release weekend and said, hey, I'm here to get my box of Ultimate Masters. And the store owner said, I can't give it to you. I'm using it tonight for a prize. Yep. Okay, but I paid for it. Right. I'll give it to you now for four fifty, which is a hundred more than you pre-ordered it for. Or I can get another one next week. Mm-hmm. And I, I think price fixing helps with some of that stuff. It helps with the feel bads of having to pay more for something, you know. Yeah. But I don't think that's what's gonna happen. No, I'm I'm curious about it. Like uh, the local stores by me usually have whatever the base rate is, uh, then their percent, and then taxes. Yeah. So I think I was paying close to one thirty or one forty. All said and done, for the last box I bought that wasn't a master set. Woof. But I mean, I, I can't buy singles anywhere. So if I'm actively playing um, standard, I'll, I'll you know I'll support my LGS with a box here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Once a quarter, I can, I can do that. <laughs> Every now and then, I guess I'll throw you guys a bone. Sure. Yeah, and they're the kind of store that doesn't price match to Amazon, etc., because they know that in a lot of those categories, those sellers are direct, either direct from distro or Amazon direct themselves. So they yeah. just can't compete. And I don't know what's going to happen to stores like that, small stores that do get decent allocation of boxes, but still charge their prices, which could be 20 30% more than Amazon or yeah. more than Walmart or anybody else who has a website that you can order from and have the box pl- or a case plopped off at your door. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is with those, I don't think this announcement has as much of an effect on them as the FBA stuff already had. Mm. And at least from the stores I've talked to here, they actually have literally had people say, you know, when they took pre-orders on product, they're like, hey, do you want to get a box? And people have told them, no, I'm just going to get it off Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you're going to get it off Amazon if it's, you know, 20 to 30 bucks cheaper. Yeah, and two-day you know, shipping. Yeah, and two-day shipping. I mean, that's obviously. Yeah. And, you know, especially here because you can get, there's places that sell singles here, unlike where you are, where, you know, it makes sense. You support them, you take care of it. Sure. It, it's bad from a community standpoint good from a unabashed carpetbagger standpoint. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't know how great that is overall, but yeah. 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 It, it's definitely going to be an interesting time because this is a very short announcement. And I put it up on screen. This is, you know, technically a couple paragraphs long but in the end it really is only a five or six sentence announcement that just says there's no more msrp other products do this around the world they have no problems goodbye yeah thanks thanks guys <laughs> right and i man i'm not gonna lie i feel for blake because oh yeah blake rasmussen yeah he cannot win <laughs> at all oh, is he the pr guy yeah, he's their PR guy for sure. Um, you know, he's he's not really in a great spot. I think one of the the one announcement this week that I did think was good uh, was Aaron Forsyth. Roses are red. These takes are so hot. Nexus and Challenger Jacks. No, sir, it is not. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. It was good for the delivery. I don't think it's a good announcement. No, I... <laughs> because the general consensus is that was not a good idea anymore. <laughs> 
yeah, no, I I appreciate that announcement. And uh, off topic, I think uh, Pro Points podcast was right. We'll see Nexus Band after the Pro Tour. Yeah, you let these guys text with, text test with it up until this weekend. Play what they're gonna play, and then you just cut it loose. It, it's done. Yeah, just let it go. Um, but I I think that's all we we really wanted to cover this week. It was you know two fairly important points one a little stronger than the other in the tcg announcement um, the msrp yeah. thing is definitely going to be a, a shake-up but we don't really know how that's going to work especially because uh we don't have the announcement of what that new master's product is yet yeah and we won't get an msrp on it when they announce it yeah and i think from what i see happening from that first off not a big deal until the not master set hits yeah and when the not master set hits that's when it'll be a big deal. That's the only time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, unless this this uh, this modern product is you know another event deck style thing, and it's just jacked. You know, the, the thing is just straight gas. Then we might see an issue with that product. The original yeah. one, not so much. It had some great cards that needed to be reprinted at the time that uh, were just a little overinflated. Especially looking at. Uh, I, uh, or sorry, Inquisition of Kozilek in particular. Yeah. And then moving down to Sword of Feast and Famine. Those were kind of artificially inflated. But if they look at the modern format anytime in the last year and just decide to pick up, they could just close their eyes and pick a bunch of cards at random that we're currently seeing play in modern, throw them all in a box, no land, this is just what you get. You know, that we could start seeing this MS, no MSRP thing kind of rear up pretty quickly. But yeah. TBD on this one. Yeah. So, uh, on the way out the door, uh, our picks, which uh, we did put up with our show notes on Friday in the Discord. Uh, this is Sub to the Patreon, so you can get access early. Yeah, but uh, actually, between when I said when I mentioned this card and now, we've seen a, a handful more results. Nothing spectacular. Uh, my pick is a card I've been sitting on for a couple weeks now. It is uh, Lavinia Azorius Renegade. And the reason I've been sitting on it is because, one, there were no results, which meant this card was going to go down in price. Two, I, I was pretty sure this card was not worth the uh, dollar price tag it had for a very long time. And it's kind of sitting there right now when I uh, mentioned it. I think it was somewhere around $0.75. Cents. And if you don't look at TCG Player, if you do go out and you look at larger vendors, uh, people like Channel Fireball, like uh, RIW or Troll and Toad, anybody who was in Star City, basically, you can get this card for under a dollar at a fairly large quantity. Yeah. And I knew it was going to take a minute. We needed to see people start playing it, because this is not really a modern card. It has modern-related uh, text in the fact that it does kind of turn Tron off for a few turns. Whoopity, whoop, you know, whatever, cool. It has a relevant creature type in humans, and it turns off packs that cost zero. And, you know, yeah. Mox Opal and a handful of stuff in Cheerios Affinity. Hoo-ha. What I was waiting for was what I was, what I get to see now on MTG Top 8, which is the Vintage Super League has been kicking in, and people are now taking this card and bringing it down into Legacy and Vintage because it turns off uh, your power, or your brown yeah. power. Uh, it turns off uh, Crypt and Vault. Or, no, Crypt. Shops. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it turns off uh, Force of Will and yeah. uh, Frexianly Casted mental misstep. Yeah. Right? That's a, a huge swath of cards that make up Vintage. Yeah. So this card is not, you know, burning it down in Vintage. I just wanted to, to wait a little bit, like I said. Just drop to five, or drop below a dollar and then move in. 
This is a card that's just going to pick up steam. There's a new Humans Brew in Modern that actually uses lands to cast your creatures and spells. This card has not been adopted in Modern yet. I really don't expect it to be adopted before Judith is in that deck, but it is something that we could see. And if it does, that's when yeah. this card goes up probably to 7 or 8. Buying in a dollar just seems really easy. I picked I picked up 8 because I had some credit floating around on a site from a buy list. And I'll probably move in on another 24 plus because this thing's going to be okay there's a promo yeah. version that's kicking around now as well the uh, not the pre-release promo the uh, full art like yeah, game day the game, whatever day, it was. The game yeah. day foil and it's a seven dollar foil already that's just been holding yeah you know it's a uh, different ish art i believe going back and looking yeah enough different enough that uh that should float the foil price for a little while 750 i think is just a little too cheap for the foil moving forward because the vintage metagame is going to move this card but not that much you know it's not going yeah. to be a 12 or 15 dollar foil until it gets picked up in moderate in mass but the that spread of less than a dollar to 750 is a little too high for this it, it the, big, the general yeah. multiplier is usually somewhere around 1.5 to 2.5 yeah. 1.5x to 2.5x this is a 7.5 spread so pretty good yeah we can definitely see just general trend tracking that this card is worth more than a dollar yeah i uh i i like that one the one thing i disagree with you on is its viability in modern i don't think humans is where it might see play i think it might be spirits okay because spell queller is a hard lock whatever you spell quell can't be cast with Lavinia out. Yeah, it doesn't come back out. Okay. So if you hit anger or something with a spell queller, which yep. is pretty bad for the deck, you can land a Lavinia and you don't have to worry about them killing your spell queller. Suddenly they have to kill something else before they do it. Yep. Uh, and that I think that's I think that might be where it sees some modern play. I don't know if it will, okay. but it's something that I could see happening. Although the fact that it's seeing play in vintage already is insane. Yeah. Um. I do agree, though. I, th I think that's a good good pickup for sure at less than a dollar because there's no way, especially with EDH. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think it stays under a dollar for long. There were two weeks ago. Speaking of EDH, and then I want to move on real quick. Uh, I'm sure people here watch Commander Versus, and if you don't, I'm going to say it again. You really should because there have been a number of cards that have uh, done well on Commander Versus that I've brought up in our Discord because I'm the only one that still watches this thing. Pop the next day. That's true. It. it it isn't a weekly thing, and it doesn't need to be something that's oppressive. It happens. Uh, when they were doing their new series for uh, for this season, they were doing generals from uh, this new Rav set. Suarez yeah. was going to play Lavinia oh, as his yeah. general and play a prison deck and just lock everybody else out. And they were joking about how bad it was going to be. But this card lends itself to that. So this yeah. is something you got to watch out for not in the commander versus series but eda trick this is yeah it, this could be a sneaky card and one day it could just pop you know somebody puts together a better you know white x prison deck that involves lavinia as the general or maybe she's in the 99 she makes it work you know just yeah keep your eyes peeled yeah it's definitely something i could see happening mine is uh you know touching on the topic of pre-modern middle school which we did a couple weeks ago and we will be doing uh, it again Yes, we're actually, in the next week or two, we're going to be talking about those two formats and what they mean financially. Uh, energy field. Mm -hmm. 
So it's an enchantment from Urza's Saga. Yep. Prevent all damage to you from sources you do not control when a card's put into your graveyard. Sack it. So Enchantress has been putting up some pretty big results in pre-modern. And it is also doing really well in middle school from the few local events I've heard people going to and stuff like that. It is also reserved list. Yes. I know we don't like talking about that. It's the pink elephant in the room, whatever. We have to address it eventually. Uh, the card is currently 6 to $8. Mm-hmm. And there are 58 listings for LP or near mint on TCG. That's This effect uh, is pretty unique. It's pretty good. It sees play in Legacy. Yes. There is occasionally that energy field list that pops up with Rest in Peace that just locks, locks you out with help. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that 6 to $7 is way too cheap for this card. It should easily be a 10 to $12 buy list on Card Kingdom and should be about a $15 low yep. on TCG. So I, I think this is an easy 2x. I, I agree with that. I mean, CMC2 lends itself to constructed formats. I, I don't understand why this isn't more based on EDH alone, because if you're going to dirtle behind energy field, like force field, yeah. you dirtle be, behind it in EDH. Um, yeah. Aside from the Helm of Obedience, Rest in Peace combo decks in Modern that generally have a blue-white control shell, this has popped up in Miracles proper before, out of the sideboard. Yeah. Uh, it not all the time and it wasn't super popular it was in that kind of in between time after top banning people were trying to figure yeah. out what to do in the format so there's a point in time where this could come back again uh, yeah and I, I think you know you look even looking at the four or more well, prior point four or more the cheapest with four or more is 687 at moose loot hey, the right. most expensive yeah the most expensive is 15 for D2D games. So there's a total of eight vendors with four or more. And D2D has 12 LP and 12 near mint at 12 and $15, respectively. Yeah. That's not a lot of listings between $6 and 15 It's pretty good. Yeah. So I... I think, you know, not necessarily in the next two to three months, but I think it's probably in the next year. Yeah. It'll hit 15 pretty easily. Let's break it down a little more. There's 16 in between the damage the moderately, moderately played that are uh, between 7 and $8. And once these go, that's probably when this card moves. Um, oh, yeah. If there's um, only 16 damage or HP, no, definitely. No. So oh. Channel Fireball has a damage for, has five damaged copies for $5. MTG Seattle has four moderately played for $7. Between those two listings, there are 16 light played energy fields between $7 and $8. And like <laughs> people want to kind of talk about what the anatomy of a buyout looks like. This is it. You have this weird disparate spread in prices between damage and moderately played and you just come in and you swoop light played or near mint from in between there and just shore up that gap realist yep. almost immediately at uh, not double but at a reasonable price let's say down here d2d games at twelve dollars and now the only light played left is mtg seattle at 750 with another four copies and it looks like there's just been a buyout on uh near mid yeah. slash lp energy fields 
and that's pretty much you know the you see it a lot with foils especially mm -hmm. where you'll see a very disparate like okay well we've got 12 listings between this and the next one and there's eight of them are lp that's the like you said that's the anatomy of a buyout you'll see that yeah and i mean this this has been something that has been kind of slow rolling for a while uh i mean even looking at mtg stocks it spiked briefly after the top ban but that was it yep. then it went back down and i think this is something that's ripe for a buyout basically oh i agree so i'm, I'm glad it's a, it's a a good choice a plus yeah yep well Get yours before they're gone it. Yes, because uh, I'm. You can. It's a good buy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to be moving in on them myself. I right now, I bought Card Kingdom out on Friday of about I think it was twenty total, uh, and I I just think it's a good good buy. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, that's that's it for this week. Remember, sub to our Patreon, mm -hmm. uh, one three five dollars, super affordable. Yep. And you can find me at Thirsty Sizzler. I am Halt, I am Reptar. We are MTG Cabalcast, which is also the Patreon. And we will see you next week. Yep. See ya. See ya.